0: Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I am excited about this fourth lesson of future America. Remember lesson one, we brought out the fact that there's going to be a great rebellion in the earth, that the world's going to rebel against God, against Jesus, and against the purity that's in the scripture. And if you weren't here, great lesson. Lesson two, we talked about the fall, how Christians, many Jesus said, would fall away. I don't know how many that is, but it's too many. And we talked about how we can help pull them back in. But last week, lesson three, we talked about how there's going to be an incredible move of God on the earth. And I'm really excited about that. What do I mean by that? Well, read the book of Acts. That's the early history of the first church and times the times 10. And it's gonna be God bringing millions into the kingdom of God. And you and I were born for such a time as this and God could have had us born at any time in history but he decided to put you, your spirit, and the body that it's in now in this time and we have the privilege of closing things out. And I'm really, really excited that we do. So today, I title this lesson, The Weapon. And we're gonna talk about, in my opinion, one of the most necessary and powerful weapons for now and for the days to come as this world becomes crazier, up becomes down, down becomes up, no becomes yes and yes becomes no, right? Uh, As we walk and navigate through this time, I'm really excited about social justice. I believe that's a God thing, but I'm not excited about looting and burning, and I know none of you are excited about that. Um, I'm surely not excited about COVID-19, right? And all that it brings and, and the presidential election, I'm not excited about all the chaos that brings, but guys, I am excited about this spiritual weapon, because this weapon will protect our hearts and melt the hearts of everybody else that doesn't know Jesus. This weapon is called love. You might say, that's a spiritual weapon? Oh yeah, we have the sword of the spirit, which is speaking the word of God, we have the shield of faith, which quenches all the fiery darts of the enemy, but this weapon, it's a weapon, guys, it protects our heart from anger and, and from all that bitterness that can get in as we walk through times like this, and it melts the hearts of others. Now, I don't know if you heard this story, but there's this guy. <clears throat> he hated his mother-in-law, and so it's Christmas, but he buys her a gift, so isn't that cool? And, and he bought her a cemetery plot, and uh, seriously... And she was thankful. She's like, one less thing I have to worry about. Well, the next Christmas comes, and he doesn't buy her a gift. He doesn't buy her any gift. And so she waits. She thinks maybe he's going to throw it on me at the end of the day. But the next day, no gift came. So she said to her son-in-law, why didn't you buy me a Christmas gift this year? And he said, you didn't use the one I gave you last year. (laughs) Has a double punch, this joke, man. That's not the kind of love we're talking about, guys. That's not the kind of love we're talking about. But, but here it is. Here's the love we're talking about, right? Uh, this is a true story. Uh, Richard Wormbrand, he is very famous. He died in 2001. He was 91 years old. And uh, he was in prison for eight and a half years in Romania when they were under the rule of the Soviet Union. And uh, he was in prison for eight and a half years but they tortured him. And he has written some amazing books about how God allowed him to walk through that. Uh, so he gets out of prison. Romania is no longer doing that. Soviet rule is over. And uh, he's walking on the streets one day. His wife's a little sickly, so he's nursing her, taking care of her at home. And he's just doing some shopping, and he sees this guy. This guy's name is Barilla. And Barilla is the man that put his wife's parents to death and his wife's siblings to death for their faith. So he thinks, oh my goodness, there's Barilla. So he takes out his concealed carry. No, he he doesn't do that, guys. (laughs) So, So he walks up to Barilla and he says, hey, you don't know me, but I know you. You're the man that killed my mother-in-law's parents and siblings. And Burla says, that was another time, man. That, that time's all over. He says, oh, no, no, I, wa- I wanna make a bet with you. And Berla says, what's the bet? He says, if I take you to my house and introduce you to my wife, she will hug you, love you, and forgive you, and ask you if you want something to eat. And he says, no, that's nurse, no way that would happen. He says, yeah, my wife will do it. So Barilla's thinking, "Uh, you guys have something planned here, right? Uh, Maybe you're going to get me in there and do something to me. Richard goes, no, no, come see Sabina, that's her name. So he, he says, all right, and he goes into the house. Richard goes into his wife's bedroom, and he says to her, he says, guess who I saw in the streets, Barilla. She knows exactly who it is. He doesn't coach her. He doesn't say a word to her. He says, I brought him home. He's in the living room. She gets up. She goes out into the living room. She hugs him and says, I love you, and I forgive you. And he, he fell to his knees and began to weep. And then Richard said to him, if my wife, a sinner saved by grace, can forgive you for killing her parents and her siblings, how much more do you think Jesus can forgive you for all the sins you've ever committed and right there in their living room, Barilla, accepted Christ? Guys, we should give it up, man. Woo. That's, that's a true story. It's not like my joke. That's a true story, guys. And, and, and listen, listen, listen. That type of love, according to the Bible, is inside every one of us that have accepted Christ as our Savior, and we really, like, really? It's in there? Uh, I always ask myself, what would I have done? Probably what I joked about at the beginning, take out the <laughs> concealed carry, right? At least, isn't that how you feel you would react, or go tell him off, or something? But that's in us. Then there's another Bible story. Uh, this man's name is Stephen, and he's a Jewish man that accepted Christ, and he's sharing his faith with other Jews that haven't accepted Christ, and they become so upset with him Take a look at what they do to him, Acts 758, and dragged him out of the city to stone him. The official witnesses, the executioners, took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Paul. This is the apostle Paul who God used to write nearly three quarters of the New Testament, but he hadn't accepted Christ. He was a Jewish man. He loved Judaism and he hated Christians because he felt that they were gonna ruin it. And so he was going all over the country. He had papers to throw them in jail and he's holding their coats and he's cheering them on as they stone and kill Stephen. That's why Paul said, I was a murderer, right? But take a look at what he watched and what he witnessed. In verse 59, and as the murderous stones came hurling at him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus receive my spirit, and in verse 60, and he fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin, and with that, he died. Whoa. I'm just thinking, what would I do? I mean, think about it. Bam, they're hitting him. These big old rocks are cracking his skull, his bones, and, and, and he's near death. And I think, what would I say? Wait till you die. Jesus is gonna throw you in hell, man. I mean, how would I react, right? But he says, I forgive you. And he says, God, forgive them. Wow, what's he tapping into, right? Isn't that amazing? And every one of us have that same love inside of us. It has to grow. We have to exercise it. But it's in there. So I want to ask a question here. Is it possible, if, if you're a Democrat, is it possible to love President Trump? If, if, they, if they can forgive someone and love someone that kills them or kills their family, can, can, can you, as a Democrat, love President Trump? I didn't say agree with him. I didn't say you have to like him. I said, can you love him? Republicans ready? Or, you know, one side of the aisle, the other side. If you're a Republican, is it possible to love Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> I haven't met a Republican yet that likes her. <laughs> is it possible to love her? Yes. Yes, if you can love someone that kills your family and stones you, you and I can love her. You can love her. Everybody can love her. It doesn't mean you agree with her. It doesn't mean you agree with what she says or her policies. And guys... That love is inside of us. And so as I go forward with this message, I just want us, I believe God's going to challenge some of us, and that's okay. It's good to be challenged. You know, one thing a pastor does as he shepherds the flock is he challenges, and sometimes we need to challenge. And guys, if we can't love people on the other side of the political aisle, we're going to have a real tough time loving the world as they begin to rebel against God and they come at us. And what it does is it opens our hearts up to be angry and bitter and upset. I've told you, like, I think it was 2019, yeah, 2019, I stopped watching the news because I was just screaming at the TV. And, and then so in 2020, God challenged me with this. He said, are you telling me you can't hear a crazy point of view and, and live with that? You can't pray for them, Joe? Like, well, I could. <laughs> I guess I could. And so I've been turning the TV on and, and I watch. I don't watch a lot of news, but I'll watch. And when I see something that just makes my, my blood boil, because that's that's not bad if your blood boils over something. I say, Father, I just pray that they come to know Christ. I pray for their soul. And and guess what, guys? Whew, I'm not throwing things at the TV anymore. It's amazing. It's amazing. So here's my big idea. You ready? This is what I want us to walk out of this lesson, uh, understanding more clearly than ever. And it goes like this God's love in us can defeat the world around us. What do I mean about defeating the world? Well, first, it can stop the world from coming in us, right? Because anger and, and all that strife, it wants to come in us. And I'm seeing it. it's consuming some Christians. Uh, you know, I'm watching it and I feel, I, I feel very concerned because I don't want them to walk away from God. I don't want them to react the wrong way. I want to see them wrap themselves in love so they're protected, right? And not only that, defeating the world means that barilla type things happen. The world, because of our love, has their hearts open. You know, Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus, but I think that experience of hearing Stephen forgive him and the others, that had to begin to open his heart up, because he responded instantly. Have you ever wondered why he responded instantly? There was no argument, because God had already begun to soften his heart as he watched the love come out of Stephen and other Christians that he was throwing into jail. And so guys, God's love in us can defeat the world around us. So I'm throwing this word love out like crazy, right? And you might say, what exactly does that mean? Well, in your New Testament, Catholic or Protestant, there are four Greek words, think about that, that are translated as the English word love. So we just see love, but it's four different words. So I thought I'd review them. Most of you know these, but here's the first one. Phileia. And this is friendship love. And all of us should have a couple great friends, right? And this is an awesome love, friendship love. But can, but can we agree who we're friends with today could be our enemy uh, next week, right? Something could happen. You can fall out of friendship. This love is not going to save the world, although it's very important. Here's the second one. Eros. This is romantic love. I love you. I can't believe you. that I could never live without you and all that stuff. And can you all agree people can fall out of Eros, right? It can happen real quick. Uh, Here's the third one, storge. This is love for blood family. And you know, once you marry your mate, you would go from Eros to storge, so it's just like they're your blood. And can we all agree we love our parents? We die for our parents, we die for our kids, we die for our grandkids, we love our siblings, we get in a fight for our siblings, right? You, don't you dare talk about our sibling, right? That's, that's blood is thicker than water and that's powerful. But guys, can we all agree that there are some really crazy family feuds out there, huh? I've gotten in the middle of some and they've lasted for decades and I haven't been able to get them to love each other yet. So this love is focused and this love is not from heaven, and this love will not save the world. Although it's beautiful, right? Isn't it beautiful to have family? But listen to the fourth type, agape. Jesus coined this word. Uh, he He had to help us understand this love because it came from heaven, and so it's the God kind of love, it's from heaven, and it's unconditional, and has no limits. The Bible says God is agape. I mean, it's not of this world. It's the very nature of God. It's, it's this very, very makeup. And Jesus brought it into the world. This is the love that died for the sins of the entire world, right? This is a powerful love. And this is what Richard and Sabina operated in with Barilla. This is what Stephen operated in. And this is what every single one of us have the ability to operate in. So th- this is not meant in any way to shame us this is meant to encourage us. This love is inside of us. And if we're not walking in it, we can, we can. And I'll show you some things we can do to do it. So listen to this. You might say, you sure it's in there? I don't know. Romans 5, 5, here it goes. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So if you've accepted Christ, two things happen. The Bible says we're created in his image and in his likeness, right? He's love. We're not part of the Godhead. Uh, We're not little gods. But guys, we are God's kids, and our very DNA is love. So the real you, that's your spirit man. Uh, That's the man inside you, the woman inside you. The real you is created in love. But then God said, you know what? I want to give you an extra dose. And then he flooded the inside of us with agape, and we're just loaded with it. So if it's not coming out of it, we simply haven't learned to tap into it. But it's really, really powerful, and it's in each and every one of us. So I thought, now we know it's from heaven and all that, let's read a little definition of it, right? And again, as I read this, think this is how God loves me, and think this is what's inside me, whether it's coming out or not. You know, the Bible says husbands should agape their wives like Christ loves the church. Dean and I in November will be married 37 years, and I haven't perfected this yet. Yeah, let's give it up. <laughs> 37 years. And you can ask her, she'll be in next service, but you can ask her, you can ask her. I haven't perfected this, but I've gotten really much better at it, right? And our arguments are much shorter than they've ever been, right? Uh, they're not even fights anymore, they're just little disagreements, okay. So so here it is, guys, you ready? 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient. Isn't that pretty cool? You have patience inside you, patience to put up with people. Um, how about this? Love is kind. It's kind, it's nice, even to people we don't like, right? Even if it has to address something that's messy, because there's times when we have to address things, guys. right? There's times when we have to deal with things. So I'm not telling you to be a doormat, but you can put a boundary up in a loving way, right? Gina and I went to the Cleveland Zoo uh, Monday. It was just such a beautiful day, and we thought, it's our day off, let's just walk around. And there was a rhino, and uh, I was real close to him. Uh, really close, and no one was around, so I told Gina, "I'm going to video this guy, and I'm going to trash talk him. See what see what he does." So I began to trash talk the rhino. I told him I could take him and his siblings, and I said, "Come on, you want some of this?" And I'm I mean I'm trash talking. I videoed it to send to my kids, and so I'm just trash talking away. But you know why I felt comf- confident doing that with a the rhino? There was a barrier, right? There's a barrier. Guys, there's some rhinos in your life, and you you can love them, but you may have to protect yourself from them, right? Uh, so don't let those rhinos bite you or put their little horn through you, right? So, so listen to this. Love does not envy. We're happy when other people do well. It does not boast. It is not proud. So some of you are thinking of some politicians. They're not walking in that, right? Hey, it's not, we're not here to judge people. We're here to ask ourselves: are we walking in this, right? And we can. Listen to verse five. It does not dishonor others, it's not self-seeking. It means it considers others, it puts others first. I'm going I'm to come back to this later on in, in an example. It goes on and says, it's not easily angered. So it's possible to become angry as Christians. Jesus was angry. and he, Remember how he tipped tables over? The Bible says, be angry and sin not. So it's okay if we, we feel anger and our blood's but what do we do with it, right? Do we go into a cussing, cussing rant? Do we throw things, right? Or do we say, you know what, that bothers me. I've got to pray about it, right? All right, here we, here we go. Verse six. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Jack Hayford, in his Bible, in the commentaries, he says this is what the language is actually saying. Love does not rejoice in iniquity or sin. Here's, here's what I want you to hear. Or find satisfaction in the shortcomings of others, and spread an evil report. Do you ever have an enemy, uh, maybe someone you don't like, or someone you do know, and something bad happens to them, and you're like, "Yeah, they're getting theirs." right? God says, "No, love, love doesn't do that, guys. I've watched a lot of people not walk in love in the last couple of weeks, right, uh, with some political figures, and, and guys, love doesn't do that. Listen to verse seven. It always protects. so it protects others. It always trusts, it trusts God that the the best is gonna happen in someone's life. It always hopes, it always perseveres. If you walk in love, you will always come out on top. And love never fails. This weapon, guys, will protect us and it will open up the hearts of other people. So I came up with three things we need to understand about this love. this first one's really important. Ready? Because some of our minds are going tilt, tilt, tilt. God's love can't be understood with our earthly minds. It's impossible to understand it. But there, there's prayers in the Bible that we can literally pray for others and pray for ourselves, so God can help us see it and understand it. We'll never understand it with our intellect. So, so listen to this. Ephesians three sixteen. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, very important prayer, not not for today, verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you be rooted and established in agape. See, we can pray that people can be rooted and established. What does that mean? Well, listen to the next verse, verse 18. May have the ability, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. This is the love that died for the world when the world was rejecting him, right? And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. First of all, what is God? He is love. So he's praying that we would be flooded with the love of God, but listen to this. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, our intellect. It's possible for us to see it on the inside, but we'll never see it or understand it up here, right? And it's so wide and it's so deep. Think about the, the amazingness of this love. This is the love that forgave Barilla. This is the love that said, Lord, don't hold this to their account. This is the love that's inside of us, but we'll never understand it with our heads. So can I ask you just to do something, begin to do it this week? Pray for people that God would root them and ground them and open up their eyes to his love. But pray this for yourself. I pray for myself all the time. Lord, you know how I really feel, so I need you to really open up my eyes and help me love like you love, right? I mean, because we can go go to our default, which is our regular thinking, right? Our human thinking. Lord, I just thank you for opening up my eyes to your love. So here's the second thing. Loving, Loving one another is our calling card. It's, it's how we're to be known. And one of the things I love in our valley, let me tell you what I love in our valley. Um, the, the pastors in this valley love each other. And I think that's amazing. Black, white, denomination, one doctrine, another doctrine. I am watching the pastors in this valley literally agape one another, and it is one of the most exciting things that I have ever witnessed. It's, it's deeper than I've ever seen it in the 37 years that I pastored Believer's Church, and it's amazing, and you know what? If we can't love each other, how are the sheep or the saints going to be able to love one another, and I see the saints loving one another. Uh, any weekend in the lobby, I could hear someone on one side of the aisle or another side of the aisle, whether they're wearing a shirt or saying something. I could see them offending someone else, and because I, I happen to know where everybody's at, because they tell me, right? So, so I'm watching this offense, and then I'm watching the person that's on the other side of the aisle just smile and just let it go right past them. That is amazing. I think we should give it up for ourselves, believers. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Listen to what Jesus said, John 13, 34. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Verse 35. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So if the world sees churches feuding with each other, well, your doctrine's wrong. That doctrine's from hell. Uh, You do this wrong. You do that wrong. I don't like you. My goodness, What kind of witness are we to the world, right? But if they can see us loving each other, that begins to melt their hearts, and I really believe that's gonna be the thing. This weapon is gonna be the thing that releases that move of God at a very high level because saints are beginning to get it. The most important thing is that we love each other and love the world. You ready for this last one? Loving one another is a practice for loving the world. You know, and eventually we we need to love the world, right? The non-Christians, the haters, the ones that don't like us. We need to agape them. We need to be kind to them and walk in love. So I prayed about this, and man, I need you to do something before I I, I have a modern day example, right? But I need you to do something, all right? Uh, I need you to write this in the chat rooms online. Borman, I want you to say it. Warren, I want you to say that. You ready? I, I want you to say, "I love my pastor." On the count of three. You ready? You ready? You ready? One, two, three. I could hear Borman from here. Warren, that was awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want you to say that in five minutes, okay? So, so I want to talk about something, and and I want you to understand why I do what I do, okay? And and I know it's touchy, okay? So I want to talk about mask, wearing mask, okay? Listen, I hate mask. I really do. Uh, I'm a bigger guy, and I have millions of more cells than the average person. And, and cells need oxygen, right? So I hate wearing a mask, because it steals my oxygen, right? It's, I hate it, but I wear one, I wear one. And I hear the science on both sides. There are incredibly bright scientists who say masks don't help. Uh, I've heard them teach it and say it. These are experts, these, these are not YouTubers that don't know a thing. These are experts, right? They're doctors in their field, they're experts and they say, oh, the molecules are too low, small and they get through the math. And then on the other side, there are experts to say, no, it really helps, it really helps. And I'm not sure, to be honest with you, who to believe, right? Uh, so you might say, well, they don't work, and I don't like them, and I believe the government's trying to control me, right? Well, um, there is no scripture that says, thou shalt not wear a mask. I wanna make sure you know that, right? But, but you might say, you're compromising Pastor Joe when you wear them in the lobbies. We've had people leave the church because I wear a mask in the lobbies, okay? Just want to tell you how, how divisive this is, right? And, and so I just think, you know what? I wear a mask for a whole different reason. I'm not sure if it works or not, but what if it does? I don't want to be the one that causes someone else to get sick. I really don't. There's a church on the West Coast, just happened, guys, this week, West Coast Church. You might have saw it in, you know, on, on the internet. But they, they were saying they cursed the virus and it can't live in them. They weren't wearing masks. And it broke out in their community really big and they traced it back to that church. It's one of the main sources. Now that's not gonna help people wanna hear about Jesus, right? Can, can you understand? So here's, here's what I wanna say. And if you don't have your mask on now, don't feel bad. You're like, where did I put that thing? <laughs> I think once you come in and you're seated and you're distancing, that's fine. So you know, you're know you too far away, everybody's okay, right? Um, but if you ask me why do I wear a mask, here's the number one reason. Love considers the conscience of other people. So I, you might say, you're shaming me, love wouldn't shame me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a pastor, all right? I'm just, I'm making you think, you decide what you wanna do. So why do I put a mask on in the lobby? We're gonna do a baby dedication. Uh, in second service, and I'm gonna put a mask on, you're like, oh, pastor, don't you compromise, right? I'm like, guys, you know I'm not a compromiser, right? Um, I told you in lesson one, if they tell me I can't preach Christ and he's the only way to heaven, or they tell me I can't preach the purity in the Bible, I'm gonna say, cuff me and throw me in jail, right? I have a backbone, but I'm looking at mass thinking, is it worth making people stumble? Because 60% at least of people believe they work, and if they see me without one, they're gonna think, you don't care about me. And then believers is gonna have this bad name. And so we ask our volunteers to wear them, I wear them. And again, there's a big stir over it, but guys, I don't do it to placate the government. I don't, I, I, I don't know what I believe. I, you know, Probably if it wouldn't hurt anybody else, I'd probably say, let's get this thing and get it over with. But guys, I do it because I love people. And that's what love does. And God tells us to love the world. So I'm just challenging you to think a little different. Uh, and that's all. Just think a little different. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I'm such a positive preacher, I hate to say, you know, touch subjects. Let's go to a scripture. That's better. First Thessalonians 3:12. Here we go. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people. This is another prayer. Grow and overflow just as our love for you overflows. So Paul says, we have overflowing love for you. And he says it's possible for us to pray and say, God, let your love overflow and grow inside of us. So that's a prayer we can pray for each other. And so I'm looking at this sometimes from love. I think we need to look at everything from love. um, and, And we just say, man, we need to practice with each other. So that person that gets on your nerves in church, Practice loving them. Practice loving your mate. You know, if you chew their head off, uh, tell them you're sorry, you know? You know what I mean? Uh, yesterday, Gina told me something, and here's what happens with me. I don't like anyone moving the cheese, right? If I think something's supposed to go a different way and someone moves my cheese, I, my gears start to go like crazy. I'm like, <laughs> you changed the rules. And so Gina and I were going to a wedding reception <laughs> after church last night, And I was supposed to meet her there, but then I give her a call afterwards and she says, I came home in between. She says, Can you come pick me up? And all you could hear is silence. I'm like, You changed the rules. (laughs) And and so I was a little snippety. And so we said, All right, she wanted me to come home and get her. I'm like, We're going to be really late. And so just a little snippety. And I'm driving there. And I called her and I said, honey, I'm so sorry. You moved my cheese and I have to get better at this. And she was so excited that I saw it. She says, you saw it? And I said, yeah, yeah, I can grow too, I can grow too. So I wanna end with this, guys, you ready, ready? God talks about love, chapter 13. And then listen to the first thing he says in chapter 14, verse one. Go after a life of love as if your life depended on it. Because it does. I love the way the message, do you know why it depends on it? It protects our heart. I'm not gonna let any politician dirty my heart. I'm not gonna let anyone on this planet dirty my heart. And I am not going to compromise someone accepting Jesus by walking out of love in any way. And I wanna encourage all of us to do that. So you ready to end this service, guys? Just like, finally! Okay, <laughs> here, we, here we go, here we go. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm excited that this is in here, love's in here. I'm flooded with it, you're flooded with it, and Borman, TCI, Warren online, chat rooms, can we give it up and say thank you, God, that you flooded us with your love? Let's just give it up. Oh, we love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, we love you, we love you. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes, let's pray. Father, I did my best to teach this part of the Bible. And all of us right now, Father, we're all struggling with walking in love, so uh, we make a commitment we're gonna pray that prayer that you'd root us and ground us, help us understand the height, the breadth, the width. And Lord, we ask you to grow us in love and pour it into our hearts. Whisper though it. say, yeah, Lord, I agree with that. And Lord, if there's any area of our life where we're not walking in love, open up our eyes to it. And Lord, we thank you for this incredible weapon. And guys, some of you might have anger, strife, and angst, and you right now just say, Lord, I just release that. I release it. And I make a decision to look at this from the eyes of love. There's freedom coming to all kinds of people. And Lord, we ask you, help us love the world that's really messy. Help us love those that don't love us. Help us love our enemies. We thank you that we can be like Richard and Sabina. We thank you that we can be like Stephen. And we thank you, Lord, that this love is going to melt the hearts of the world. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Stay in that attitude of prayer. I really believe God's speaking to hearts right now. Maybe you're here, you're online, you're in Boardman, you're TCI, you're warned, and you're not sure if you're forever. You're not sure if you were to die, if you'd go to heaven or hell. Maybe you believe in God, maybe you don't. You're just not sure. I wanna speak to you. The same God. That's saved and washed Barilla clean wants to do that for you right now. So I'm not asking you to join a church or religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in church, if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult, all great things, here's what I'm asking. There's a moment in all of our lives where we say, Jesus, I believe you're the only way to heaven. I believe you're the son of God and I accept you as my personal savior. I accept you as my savior. If you're listening, you say, you know, I can't remember a day when I did that, but I'm ready to do it. Would you pray with me right now? Everyone in and TCI Warren, can we help them pray? Uh, Let's help them. Those that are praying it for the first time just simply mean it. Say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. That's why I'm looking to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you've always existed and you came into the world to save me. Thank you for dying for my sins. This day, right now, I accept you as my savior. I call you Lord and make a decision to follow you. Guys thank you so much. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you prayed that prayer, miracles have just happened. Whether you're in the chat room, you're here miracles have happened and you know what you may not have felt a thing but they happened but you know what's happening that you can't see it's amazing the bible says if one person accepts jesus christ as their savior god in heaven god the father god the son and all of heaven rejoice they just begin to clap and rejoice you know why because a new family member was added to god's family that's how we become god's kids new family member added to god's family and we want to be able to go home today in Boardman, TCI, Warren, and celebrate with heaven. I want to know what happened in the chat rooms. I want to be able to celebrate. So here's what I'm asking. If you prayed that prayer, I'm not going to ask you to stand up, come out of your seat. But if you prayed that prayer, the rest of us are praying. Can you let us know by just simply raising your hand? We want to give you a free gift. It's a Bible. You say, hey, I prayed that prayer. Lift your hands and wave it. And those of you that have your hands up, our ushers are bringing you a Bible, Boardman, TCI, Warren. And guys, if you prayed that online, text the word believe to the number on the screen, and we'll send you a Bible. So I'm going to look one more time. You say, hey, I didn't raise my hand, but I should have. Just raise it. Our ushers are coming to you with a Bible. Borman, TCI, I'm going to just give you the time. All right.